You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate, Home and Abroad, and I'm always delighted to come in contact with emerging talent out of Ireland. And Ireland has such a wealth of talent across all the genres. There's an awful lot of focus on what is traditional and folk music, but there's so much more out there. And Eve Regan has been lauded as one of Ireland's most promising folk talents. And Neve won a scholarship, Paul Brady's scholarship, to study uh, flute and guitar at the University of Limerick. And she formed the Trad Bluegrass Band, John Echo, and once again drew plaudits from the Irish Times, who highlighted the Neve Regan's stunning vocals. Neve, thanks a million for taking your time and coming along for a chat. And we're here to talk as well, because you've just launched your debut album, Hemet. I have, yes, it's a very exciting time. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I, I always can't but say I'm thrilled when I get to talk to someone from East Galway. And know that they, they are continuing the great condition of influencing some part of the world. So, you're there in Kilrikel. I am, in a rainy, bleak uh, Kilrikel in East Galway. But, um, yeah, it's a good day. A little about yourself, a little about your music. Okay, so um, I've just come from a background of traditional music. Um, my whole family are tribe musicians, by my father. Um, grew up playing flute and learning ballads and being a part of Kyotas. And then I went on to study music down in the University of Limerick. And just to go over, and I know that's in my bio, but I didn't write the bio. It was a two-week course I won um, to study flute with that scholarship. But I went on to do the BA because of that. Right. So it sounds better on paper there than the actual <laughs> truth. But that's okay. We'll, we'll revisit that. It's just when you're reading it out, I went, oh, gosh. Um, but then, yeah, and I just had the head down. I learned as much as I could about trad music. And on the side, I was writing songs, but I wasn't really taking myself seriously as doing that. That was kind of just a bit of a hobby. Um, it was something relaxing for me. I wasn't really putting pressure on myself um, when I did it. And then I just kept going. And... Um, once I left college, um, I just kept writing and singing. That was, I kind of left trad behind for a bit and focused solely on songwriting, which I think people sum up as folk, but I don't know what you'd call it. It's just songwriting because I dip into all genres um, respectfully, not <laughs> trying to uh, slot in perfectly anywhere, you know. And I think that's one of the beauties of it. It is not trying to slot in anywhere. It is very much original and the, your sound is not... And you're trying to emulate, because if I was going to say to you, well, you know, you sound like, well, you don't. Um, you obviously sound like Neve Regan. <laughs> but who, might, who might, might you say would have been an influence? Um, uh, as a, I suppose all the, the, the typical, mainly seventh, artists in the 70s, like I was, um, I just grew up listening to Tom Waits and Van Morrison and just, they were my staple or like my foundation of what songwriting was. And then I went on, of course, as I got older into Joan Baez, Joni Mitchell. Um, and then I, Laura Merling, Josh Ritter. And this is obviously trad would have been a huge part. Um, but that all feeds into my songwriting. But as songwriters, I'd say they would have been the staples um, that I'd have listened to quite a lot. When you were at school, was poetry a part of who you were, or where did that creative side come from, would you say? Um, 
That's actually an interesting question because I don't recall enjoying poetry in school at all, even though I know we encountered it. And, you know, I didn't ever really enjoy the idea of somebody telling you what a poem meant. Rather, you know, and I feel like the way it's taught in school isn't necessarily very creative. It's actually quite like it's bullying you into feeling this is what it's about rather than what a poem should be enjoyed and interpreted. It's a private thing, really. It's between you and the poet and you don't have to share it. You know, it's just it's a, it's a very private thing. And there, you know, so I don't think poetry played a huge role, but um, discipline of reading it and going through it with others kind of gives you a confidence being like, well, I could, I could try one of those myself, do you know, even if it's, so I suppose that it's important that we encounter them in school, but I wouldn't have said it was a huge inspiration. Um, Which leads to an interesting question, I must say, like you also are a teacher. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm uh, still in training, but I'll be finished in March, but I'm subbing currently, so yeah. Yeah, and so what, what area are you teach? what do you teach? In primary school, so I have from uh, the ages of 5 to 12, which is a huge scope, and you have the entire Irish primary curriculum. So it's kind of hard because you can't be good at everything. Like maths wouldn't be my best, but you can work you can work hard enough to keep ahead of them, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of you're just you're offering the basics to everyone and just building confidence in kids at that age. And I really like that because you could have a kid who's 11 who is just – so gifted and amazing and you get to witness that all bubbling up and getting ready to burst and you just all you have to do is support them and keep like encouraging them do you know what I mean they, they're amazing so it's a fun job I, I'm re- excited about it so now bringing you back to your own primary school then because if you're now seeing kids at that stage in their development are you able to bring yourself back to that and say well I was bubbling up and somebody gave me the encouragement I needed in order for me to be who I am today. Absolutely. Yeah, I had, um, I went to Kilrika National School, which is tiny. The population at the time, I think, well, it could have been under 30. I can't remember fully, but very small classes. And music was really quite a big thing. It was really encouraged. I had um, a principal and a, a teacher who was, they were both gifted musicians, Adrian Mulvary. He went to Garbley and they were, they always did a great Christmas show or caroling service and they always just encouraged everyone to put their best foot forward and like really, they, you know, maybe overpraised me. I wasn't that good, but they definitely gave me every opportunity to play uh, slow airs or whistles or whatever, wherever they could. And I think that's really important just to be given those opportunities when you're young. Even if you're not that good, it's just if they show a spark at all, if they, they deserve that time to find themselves, you know, or build that confidence. So then, what prompted you to go down the road of bringing out a, an album? Um, well, I was slow to do it, to be honest. Um, a lot of my classmates when I in college, you know, have albums out and they were kind of churning them out, no problem, and were like, oh, just have this material ready to share. And I was kind of dubious. Um, to do that because I didn't feel like anyone would want to listen because nobody knew me and it's like I just really enjoyed doing it for myself and then I was doing more and more gigs as it turned out um, wasn't necessarily planning they were just coming in more and uh, a particular place in Galway called the Black Gate were giving me a lot more gigs than uh, I ever expected and they just turned around and said you know what you have enough there for an album and we want to get behind you so they created a label and they let me record all there they 
just covered everything and here we are today. So it's out and I'm really, really pleased that I got that support and a little bit of a confidence boost um, because it was a team effort. It wasn't just me doing it. <laughs> so since it has come out, what has the reaction been like and how are you feeling? Well, it came out during lockdown, you know, with all this. It's, it's been a strange year, so there's been no um, actual you know, touring or gigging or anything. I did one gig in the Roisin Dove to a live audience, which was very special. I was very fortunate to get to do that before it all uh, locked down again. Um, but it's been great. And I've been a little bit, um, how would I put it? Uh, I, I don't think I fully digested it. It's like a, it feels a whirlwind of, that people are actually talking about it, writing it up in, in different papers and reviews. I just, I didn't expect it. And then, you know, uh, was it? Two days ago, I got nominated for the RTE Folk Awards for Album of the Year and just people just saying really nice things and strangers saying nice things. So that's what's the crazy thing. You know, it's not just my cousins being like, oh, well done. <laughs> so it's, it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> so if people want to listen and get their hands on the album, how can they find you or where can they get their hands on it? So if you go to um, www.meveregan.com, you'll find all the information and links um, to my music or how to buy the CD or vinyl, but it's on all the regular platforms of Bandcamp, Spotify, and um, Shazam, all those all those things. So, yeah. But that's N-I-A-M-H. I think that's I, sometimes... I, that's, I was just going to... I know you, we take it for granted that yes. how, how you spell your name, but it is yeah. N-I-A-M-H... R-E-G-A-N, which is neveregan.com. And you're out there on Facebook, as you say, as well, and uh, on Twitter and all the social platforms. And we're going to play a track from the album. And thanks a million, Neve, for taking the time to have a chat. Thanks a million.